That second goal where Ziyech somehow found a way to get around the defender. It was beautiful to see. And then the finish, tucked in, nice and tidy. Yeah. Almost put me to bed with how tucked in that shit was. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. And, and, and here's the thing. This World Cup, man, if there's a World Cup that that's out there to teach you about just the state of certain teams, it's this one. Because this one has had so many upsets, dude. So many upsets. Yeah. So many games where the quote-unquote smaller teams shows up against the bigger teams. And once again, we saw with Morocco facing off against this golden generation of Belgium, which we'll get into soon. Yeah. But Morocco showing up, and what I really applaud them for is getting the result. The game was tight 0-0 for a long time, and then they broke through, man. They broke through despite getting a, a goal called offside, which I did understand. They still managed to stay within the game, get the result, get a goal off of a free kick, free kick, expose Courtois, and then a second goal comes later to just finish off the game. Yeah, for when I look at this game as a whole and I analyze it, this is, for me, more Belgium losing this game than Morocco necessarily winning it, although I will say Morocco deserved to win today, so I want to make that very clear. But what broke the deadlock after so long? A Courtois mistake. Got caught cheating, and Sabidi takes advantage of that. Sends in a nice whipping cross. It dips right at the perfect time. Courtois can't recover, and it ends up going into the back of the net. Morocco 1-0. But that mistake by Courtois, I think, is representative of this entire Belgian squad in general. Every single player is out of form. They don't even look inspired out there. No, they look like none of them want to be there, to be completely honest. De Bruyne, I, rem uh, I think it was yesterday, he said, someone asked him, what are Belgium's chances of winning the World Cup? He says, we have no chance. We're too old. That's what you hear, right? If you're a Belgian fan, if you're a Belgium teammate and you hear your best players say that, you're like, ow, man. Like, th but that's the thing. That's the mentality of this entire Belgian squad. They don't give a shit. And I think it really showed today against Morocco because Morocco completely outplayed them. They had way more heart out on that pitch. And it's only fitting that Belgium ended up losing this game because they, they, they didn't even look like they wanted to be out there. Uh, and honestly, it was the same thing against Canada. It's a miracle that Belgium even beat Canada in that game, to be honest. And we saw the same uninspired performance today. Very disappointed in Belgium, but it's also why I had them not getting out of this group. Uh, because I, I, I had seen this group just being aged and washed. I didn't know it would be this bad. Dude, it's bad. It's really it's bad. bad, but it's kind of what I expected. And for Morocco, too, I knew that they were going to come out and be really, really aggressive against Belgium because they were able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe against Croatia, and they came out and did the exact same thing. I said it before, I'll say it again, that midfield three of Unahi, Amala, and Amrabat they cover so much space for Morocco. And I think, honestly, they're the key to their success because even with all of that pressing, I think Morocco still do struggle to create a lot of chances, but it kind of make, it, they kind of make up for it because they make it really, really hard for their opponent to have any comfortability on the ball. So that defensive midfield, I think, starts everything for this Morocco side because then from there, Zia can get on the ball once their turnover is made due to their midfield. And then from there, they just press, 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 and press. And hopefully they get a chance. And it, they were able to get two today. Yeah, no, yeah, you, you did get it right in the sense of, like, when we made the group predictions, you said Belgium would not make it out of this group. And mm -hmm. I, I did, man. I did. And that's mm -hmm. why I'm so yeah. disappointed about what I saw today because when we talk about body language at the World Cup, this is one of the worst body language 
uh, displays Worst. I've seen, bro. Worst. Kevin De Bruyne doesn't give a shit, man. No. He's out there complaining the whole time. The rest of the team looks so uninspired and unmotivated. And when you're facing off against a Moroccan team, that is the complete opposite because, dude, these guys are cheering their, their fans on. They're, like, hyping them up. They're, like, yeah. so involved in every play. And, yeah, maybe they don't generate that many offensive opportunities. Maybe they're not as skilled as these Belgian players. But when it comes down to having that passion, to having that chemistry and that want and need to, to want to show out, yeah. they, they have it, man. They have it. And that's what, that's what I liked about today because the celebrations, when you saw that goal go in for both both times, yeah. was incredible, man. Incredible. incredible. Really did really did just make me kind of appreciate and, and you know take my words back about Morocco in that sense because I actually thought their defense would be somewhat bad this tournament. Okay. I, we, we talked about how their fullbacks are really, really good, but the center backs, I didn't fully trust mm. uh, Roman Saiz and uh, Agard. Yeah. And I, I just did, I wasn't convinced by them. But so far, we're two games in where they faced off against Croatia and Belgium, two strong European teams, and they've managed to hold their own clean yeah. sheets in both games, bro. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, to go off of that celebration thing, same man, seeing them score and seeing the way that they celebrated, you could see how much this meant to Morocco. And to, I think it was their first World Cup win since like 98 or something like that. Oh, it's, wow. Yeah, it's been a yeah. long time since Morocco have actually gotten a victory at a World Cup. So this meant so much to this team fully deserved and i think even the coach got in on some of those celebrations too you could just see dude he ran yeah, he ran <laughs> he man. ran to the corner was there with him. yeah, I thought yeah. that was awesome awesome man so really happy for morocco i definitely think they're the second best or right up there with the best team in this group 100 yeah, percent. No, so yeah. yeah so they've positioned themselves to be in a very favorable decision uh, position going into that last match day um but all in all that game just yeah, it, 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 in a way, it didn't surprise me because if y'all watched yesterday's live stream, I said Morocco would come out and they get a result. And God damn it, man, they got a result today. Yeah. They got a result today. So I'm happy for them. Happy for all Moroccan viewers. Uh, let me read some chat comments here from Swapnil. It's official. Eden Hazard is a Finnish player. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris V, Hakimi celebrated with his mom, heart emoji. Did he really? Oh, dang. dang. I, I didn't that catch that That adds then. to it. Yeah. Um, do you guys believe that Belgium gets out? They have a must-win game against Croatia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. If, if, they, if they play the same way they've been playing in both games, Croatia's cooking them. So, yeah, it's, it's curtains for Belgium. I just don't see them performing well against a really inspired Croatian side yeah, now. Man. There's no yeah. way. Belgium's done. Yeah. Jose Munoz Gomez, my dudes, you guys are awesome. Saludos desde Colombia. Hey, saludos, amigo, man. Thank love, you, man. Love. Today was a great day of games, to be honest. I agree, man. Every day has been incredible. Yeah, um, yeah there were some interesting offside calls in that game, but all in all, I think the, the result was the thing that mattered the most, and it made sense, man. Morocco getting the victory, and that was that. Anything else? No, just to – I think we – I really want to go in on Belgium here. I already kind of did, <laughs> but – Dude, what a horrible team, man. Seriously. And I, want, I wonder where, where Belgium goes from here. I, I hate it because there's – I hate that they're still technically in this group still. I hate that because they somehow got three points against Canada, and it's just not representative of how they're doing. But I, they're going to have to completely change, like, the squad, the lineup, the mentality because they still have a chance. If they beat Croatia, they go through, which is crazy. But – 
I don't know how they're going to do it. This team looks completely uninspired. De- and you're right. De Bruyne is just – he's fed up with this it's, team. Yeah, he ha- he hates playing. Uh, Lukaku, I guess, technically is healthy, but he's going to be he's going to need to be fed. As that one viewer said, Hazard's not really doing much. He's not really creating. Dries Mertens actually came on and yeah. did something. Ha- I, honestly, if I'm Martinez, I start Trossard and Mertens. You know, put maybe one, one of the Hazards down to the bench. Try something. Risk Lukaku, honestly. And either get De Bruyne inspired or maybe even bench him, man, because you really need this team playing completely different to beat a team like Croatia. It's crazy. I I hate it. Do we have any Belgium viewers, fans from that country? I want to know what the country thinks about this team, man, because Mm. how could you not be frustrated at how this team has been performing this World Cup, bro? From the get-go, they decided they would not be trying their best for some reason. They just wouldn't put in that effort. And what's annoying is that they actually have quality to be able to put up a good fight to make it out of this group, but they decided not to win both... And both uh, Canada tried to expose that, but still that quality outshunned them. Is that the right word? Yeah. Uh, At the end of the day, but Morocco made sure this time around that they would take advantage of that. And God damn it, they did, man. Let me read some comments here. From KS My, holy F. It's impossible how relaxing it is when you watch all the games in the day and you come here and listen to you guys. Thanks for the entertainment. Bro, you're going to make me cry. Thank you, You're going to make me cry, bro. You're going to make me cry, man. You're going to make me cry. Um... Uh, Kevin De Bruyne looks way more happy next to Holland than playing for his nation. Oh yeah, yeah. I Genuinely, think that's what this comes man. down to. Is he's just like I can't, I can't stand this Belgium team. Yeah, I just want to go back to City. Not from Belgium, but my brother is going to university in Belgium, and there he experiences that there is not really any faith anymore. Yeah, that 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 yeah. that makes sense. All right, well, congrats to Belgium. Congrats to any Belgian. No, sorry. <laughs> congrats to Morocco. Congrats to Morocco and any Moroccan fans. We're going to move on to the next game, which was uh, Germany-Spain, the one that just ended right now. Or should wait? Let's stay in the no, group. No, stay in the group. My yeah. fault. That was yeah. like, why didn't that? Why didn't that feel right to me? <laughs> <laughs> Let's stay in the group. We'll do with uh, Canada versus. Croatia, man. Yeah. Canada faced off against Croatia. Chat, let us know y'all's thoughts on this. <sighs> man, man. Do you want to go first? I just kind of want to talk about the whole game and my thoughts as it went through it go chronologically. It, you, so, have, you have the floor. So, obviously, going into this game, I'm really, really hyped. John Herdman got me hyped saying he was going to do as much as he could to attack this Croatian side. And I believed it because they played so inspiringly against against Belgium. So I'm like, all right, this team, they just need to regroup and find a way to attack this Croatian side. Thing was, I knew this was going to be hard because it's Croatia. I thought they had a good game against Morocco, not the best, but either way, there's so much quality within this Croatian team that I knew it was going to be difficult. And how does Canada start off this game, man? A second-minute mm beautiful crashing header from Alfonso Davies to score Canada's first ever World Cup goal. And it was so fitting. Who else, man? Magic. Who man. else than Alfonso Davies? I'm losing my absolute After he shit. missed the penalty in that first game, oh, too. Oh, true, too. Yeah. Immediately. So redemption. Immediate yes. redemption for Davies off a perfect cross from Tejon Buchanan. And I'm, I'm just losing my shit. It's pure ecstasy for me. Canada are here. And they did exactly what I thought they would. Start off hot, and even better, they got an early, early goal. And you can just see how much it means to these players. And for the next 15 minutes, it's just Canada really going at Croatia. Didn't create a lot more chances, but Croatia, I think they were surprised. Not too much, but they were taken aback by how physical Canada were. That front line of Davies, uh, David, Buchanan, and Laren really, really effective in making sure Croatian couldn't get out from the back. 
But then after those, <laughs> at, but then after those twenty minutes, man. Yeah, yeah. I think we really saw the true class of that Croatian <laughs> midfield: Brozovic, Kovacic, and Modric. The Croatians arrived, man. and they they, they really arrived. did arrive. Uh, they had a good game against Morocco, as I already said. But this was this was Croatia at their at their finest because after twenty five minutes, man, they started to dictate the pace of this game off the pass with their possession. They set a tempo that Canada simply could not match. And it wasn't a tempo based off of pace, based off of athleticism. It was a tempo based off of quality, mm. based off of pure skill on the Are ball. Are you as good as us? Yes or yeah, no? Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. That's exactly what they asked Canada. And as soon as I saw the Canadians uh, basically chasing shadows, man, I was like, oh, this is going to be tough. This is going to be really, really hard because Canada can match up to a team physically, but once they start chasing the ball, holes start opening up, brother. Oh, dude. And a lot of holes started opening up in this Canadian defense. Open season. It was open season, and Mulder just, just started seeing just a oh. hole after hole <laughs> after hole, and he had a field day for the rest yeah, of the game. Yeah. For the rest of the game, Kramaric finding space, Perisic just begging for the ball because he knew where to expose this Canadian backline. It was just so many images of Kamal Miller screaming oh at his midfield He's to try and close the, uh, the Croatians down, but they couldn't do it because they just couldn't get anywhere near the Croatians because they were completely outplaying them off the ball. And that was, that's pretty much the rest of the game, man. The rest of the game, for the next 60 minutes, it was just Croatian class, Croatian quality. Yeah. And they ended up getting four goals at the end of the day, winning 4-1. It was a blowout at the end of the day. Hard to see, but from a Croatian perspective, uh, beautiful to see, to be oh, completely dude. honest, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Every single goal is like, damn, that's a, that's a good goal. That's a good pick out. That's a good drive. Good friend. Gramanic had some good finishes today, man. And I just thought it was a really, really good offensive and Cool, calm, collected display from Croatia. Dude, yeah, we, 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 in the deep dive that we made for Croatia, we talked about how this team could potentially be better than the 2018 squad. And after that first Alfonso Davies goal went in, bro, I started thinking, should I delete that video, brother? <laughs> should I delete it? I was like, where the hell is, is Croatia, man? Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. And then what followed was a pure representation of that idea, of that mindset that mm. this team has still so much quality, dude. Yeah. So much quality still to continue that line of progression that they had in 2018. They can contend for a really good performance in this World Cup. Yeah. And I'm glad I saw that. I'm glad I saw that because I needed to see that from Croatia. If they were to go out there and essentially lose to Canada, that would have been super de demoralizing for this Croatian team. That probably would have been it for them, bro. Yeah. And so to see them get a result was nice. But on the opposite side, man... Canada, dude. Yeah. Canada. Yeah, this yeah, podcast yeah. has been big on Canada, man. We try to really promote this idea that Canada was going to be a, a magical team this tournament. Kind of like 2018 Peru, kind of like 2014 Costa Rica, especially coming out of CONCACAF and topping it after getting amazing results. But I am conflicted, brother. I am conflicted. Should I feel shame for being so naive, man? I don't think we were, though. I actually... I'm not too surprised by this because... I expected Canada to lose against... So before, before the tournament, I expected Canada to lose against Croatia. I really did, because I have Croatia topping this <laughs> yeah, group. Yeah, yeah, but in the quarterfinals. Was that not what you had? No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you no. mean this group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, 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 this, in this group, I had Canada losing to Croatia. But... Because uh, I had Croatia topping this group. So the only way I saw that happening is if Croatia beat Canada. Yeah. And then I had Canada beating Belgium. And 
based off of that performance, they should have. They really, really should have. And so for me, it would have set up basically a final game between Canada and Morocco, winner take all. And I think that would have been an incredible matchup had Canada beaten Belgium. So if you go based off of the performance that they had against Belgium, I'm actually really, really proud of Canada, especially knowing that I thought they would have lost against Croatia. This is uh, very, very similar to how Peru ended up in their group too. Entertaining that first game, but that result against Denmark for Peru dictated yeah, exactly and a missed penalty too. Yep, it defined it man. defined the rest of the group because then Peru had to play a really hard game against France, and that was always going to be almost impossible. I saw the same thing for Canada, beat Belgium, which they should have, and then they would have lost against Croatia and had a good chance against Morocco. But unfortunately, they got really unlucky against Belgium and are therefore out of the group. So for me, I'm not embarrassed. I'm not upset. I'm just bummed, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. bummed. But I'm at the end of the day, I'm actually really proud of how Canada played in this tournament because uh, I think they're way more inspiring than Mexico. And from a tactical perspective, I thought they were just as good as the USA. I just think the USA are a little bit smarter maybe on the ball. They're a little bit better with their game management than Canada are. But yeah, I, I, that, those are my overall thoughts on Canada. Good tournament just sucks that they couldn't get that initial result against Belgium. I'm demoralized, man. I'm demoralized. Because even at the end of the day, losing that way hurts, man. Losing oh, that yeah, way 4-1 really, really hurts, dude. Let me read some comments here. Uh, Chris V, welcome to supporting the give and go. Man, pr appreciate that, man. Appreciate it. Roberto Salazar, look, Saltero is already changing his prediction of how far Canada is going to go in the World Cup. You had them in the, in the quarterfinals, no? No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I thought that they would beat Belgium. I'm not changing anything. They're, 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 they're out. <laughs> they're out, man. They're out, yeah. man. They're done. Yeah. They're eliminated. Simon Mejia, in my opinion, Canada has nothing to regret. They still need to improve, but now they've got that World Cup experience. They stayed loyal to their game and need to build up from here. Great team and future. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly why I'm actually not that upset because... At the end of the day, they stayed true to their style and were very, very brave, and it nearly worked. It nearly worked. And if they had gone in with three points into that Morocco game, bro, oh, who knows? Man. Who knows what would have happened? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they got really desperate today knowing that they yeah. had to win. Yeah. And that, that's tough against a quality side like Croatia. Carlos Prado, the Drake curse continues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is an interesting question from Chris V. What do you think comparing CONCACAF to the African and Asian teams so far in this tournament? Because it's been interesting from all three sides with African teams, I think, some a few showing out. Asian teams, a good amount of them getting really good results. And then CONCACAF, Costa Rica was just the first team to win today. Yeah. Uh, this gets tough, though, because... Even the Asian teams who started off well might not even qualify at the end of the day, right? Uh, Saudi Arabia, if they lose, aren't don't go through. Japan, if they lose, don't go through, right? Yeah. So a lot Australia. of Australia, Australia too, yeah. Australia, uh, yeah. A lot of these, uh, e even Africa too. If Senegal lose, they don't go through. If Tunisia lose, they don't go through. If Morocco, well, actually, Morocco have a better, the Morocco best have a chance. chance. Morocco have a chance. But other than Morocco, honestly, the rest of the African and Asian teams, man, they have to get a result. So I think, I think we have to wait. We have to wait and see how, who goes in the knockout stage to ultimately determine how we can compare CONCACAF to Africa and to Asia. Yeah. I think it's too early. Yeah. All in all, man, props to Croatia, and I'm just I'm a little sad about Canada, bro. Yeah. I'm a little yeah, sad. Yeah. 
But okay, we move on to the next game, which was we'll do Germany Spain this time around. Let's do it. Let's do Germany Spain this time around. Spain coming into this match high, man. Literally high. Oh. Off of <laughs> God knows what drug, drug, man. Ecstasy, you call it. Yeah. They were high, bro. 7 0 win against Costa Rica. How uh, how good must the players be feeling up to that point? Nearly every player on that pitch got a goal at that uh, in that <laughs> match, man. Yeah, yeah. But now. They face off against a German team that's a little desperate. That's a little, that's in a tough situation, man, having lost to Japan 2-1. to one. And so I was excited for the match. And it was just as exciting. It was, I was just as excited, Jesus, I was just as excited for it as I was before the World Cup started, which mm. I liked that it lived up to that hype. Yeah. Spain, Germany, two big European nations with World Cups um, in their history going toe-to-toe. And uh, you yourself, you backed Spain hard in this match, yeah. hard. And you guys will see the live reaction. I'll upload that soon where we recorded our reaction to the game. But I was back in Germany, man, yeah. back in Germany because I predicted they would they would get first in this group. And mm-hmm. yes, I was wrong about that, but I still feel like they have enough to get to get out of this group. Mm-hmm. And so I'm rooting for Germany because never have I seen Germany lose two back-to-back games. Yeah. Uh, even in the last in 2018, they lost to Mexico, but then they beat Sweden off of a, game, a Tony Crow's game winner. So I, st- I had never seen that, and I was like, "There's no way it happens again, man. No way. Back to back Germany losses. It just can't happen. If you have German that DNA, you cannot do that." So the game starts, and I mean, Spain looked good for a bit, man. Spain looked good for for a while, especially with how they managed to hit the post and oh, Manuel yeah. Neuer just coming up big once again. What a save, that dude! That was a crazy save. He has insane strength in that goalkeeping position, man, because yeah. that shot was coming in fast, man, yeah. a laser, and he just gets his hand in there, sends it to the post, keeps Germany in it. Um, I think that was the biggest part of the first half. Afterwards, the second half came along, and we saw Spain finally crack Germany, despite Germany having a little bit more possession in the match to start in the second half. Spain cracked them. They yeah. caught him off guard with Jordi Alba sending a nice ball limb to the sub, Alvaro Morata, and just getting a perfect finish. Perfect finish. Uh, slides it past uh, Manuel Neuer, and it's 1-0 Spain, and I got quiet, man. I got <laughs> real quiet, bro. The room was loud, but I was quiet, man. Quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I started putting faith in a certain player, man. There was a certain player on that German team that, for some reason, motivated me like no other, dude. And that player was Jamal Musiala. Yes, sir. Jamal Musiala is a god, says Roberto Salazar. <laughs> I agree. I agree, man. Jamal Musiala had probably one of the best games I've seen him had. Yeah. He was the reason that Journey was able to stay in this offensively. I can't imagine this match without him. If Ooh. they don't have him, how the hell do they create little gaps, little spaces? How do they push the envelope in that sense? Because he was trying all sorts of things, drawing fouls, yeah. getting hit, but sending nice balls. And I'm bummed, bro. I'm bummed that he didn't actually get to finish that opportunity where he was essentially one-on-one with the keeper and he could have either laid it off or he could have made a goal. The fact that he shot it straight at the goalie, that's the only, only flaw in his game today because if he had finished that correctly like Fulcrug did, yeah. he would have been a hero, man. Oh, my God, A yeah. hero for Germany. Yeah. And it would have been an amazing thing to see. Yeah, he would have capped off a, a perfect performance then yes. at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. But the game goes on. Uh, Hansi Flick with some really interesting subs, subbing in a full, cr- full Krug, right? Full, full Krug, yeah. Full Krug from uh, Werder Bremen, yeah. who has, I think I saw the stat, 10 goals in the last 14 games. Yeah, he's in so crazy he's in form. form. He's in form. They put him in, and I was a little just like, damn, uh, fuck. Like, you don't want to leave uh, Thomas Muller in the match? Yeah. But... Great decision, dude. Great decision. <laughs> great decision. Great decision. Ball comes in, and uh, he has a great finish and uh, ties the game up, man. Yeah. Ties the game up, and it's a 1-1 finish for both these sides. 
Germany stays alive. And Spain looking a little unconvincing after that after that amazing Costa Rican performance. Yeah, absolutely. Going well. Honestly, I'm, uh, this game left me frustrated, dude. Really, really frustrated from both ends. I'll start with Spain. Coming off of that 7-0 victory against Costa Rica, I wanted them to play the exact same way. Now, obviously, it was going to be way, way harder. Germany, at the very least, are a stout, disciplined team. But it's Spain. You have Gavi, Pedri, Busquets in that midfield. And then up top, you still have good ball-playing handlers in Ferran Torres, right? Or Dani Olmo, for example, even Asensio to an extent. And so I knew it was going to be harder, but I wanted to see the same type and style of play. But, bro, Gavi did not get into this game. Realistically, he did not get the same touches that I wanted him to. He did, not have, he did not have the same influence that I needed him to. And when he did get opportunities, I thought he was a little sloppy. I'm going to be completely honest. And I'm going to say the same thing about Pedri. I thought Busquets had a really good game, just kind of doing his thing, breaking up plays and then distributing out either to his fullbacks or to his fellow midfielders. But I thought Dani Olmo didn't get into the game. I thought Torres had a bad game. I'm going to be completely honest. I thought Ferran Torres was oh, dude, he was, he, awful. He was awful. He, was he awful. had a, really a lot of bad decisions, a lot of sloppy touches. Just wasn't there. Asensio, same thing. I don't think Asensio had a good game whatsoever. He was playing? <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Morata comes on and actually starts to be threatening with his runs and just with his overall style of play being a little bit more direct, getting the goal ultimately for Spain. But I thought a lot of players on the Spanish team did not have a good game. And that frustrated me because how do you come off of a really positive game and l let let a German team, knowing that Germany come going to come at you hard, how are you going to let them do that, right? I thought Gavi had to get way more involved. But again, credit to Germany, credit to Hansi Flick. I think the inclusion of having Goretzka in Dude, that defensive yeah. midfield was really, really big because Goretzka was everywhere yeah, defensively, man. Everywhere. Same with Kimmich. Yeah, they same with Kimmich. Really good. They were both really, really good today. But for Spain, I'm just left very, very frustrated because I thought it was a poor performance, and yet they still had a 1-0 win at one point. So at this point, you're already given something I don't think you fully deserved. So see it out. See it out. And, but they just let Germany come at them. Uh, the last 20 minutes for me was all Germany. And that's a mistake from Spain. Do something about it. Get on the ball. You're Spain. You're Spanish. <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah. Right? That's what you do. You get on the ball. You make it really frustrating. You keep possession. And I know it's a little bit harder against Germany, but come on, man. Very disappointed in Spain. And then from Germany, here's where I get a little disappointed. They should have won this game. They had way too many chances in the last 20 minutes. Be clinical. You're, you're German, man. Finish this game off. Leroy Sané comes on, has a really good impact, actually, constantly probing that Spanish defense, that back line, running at them. And he had that big moment, that big moment where he could have maybe passed it off or finished it himself, but he just didn't. You know, he, he just did. He threw the towel in, man, he for threw, some reason. Yeah, yeah, for some reason, he just made the wrong decision. Before Fulcro scored, you already said it, Musiala had a clear chance. That has to go in. That chance that Musiala had, I don't, I don't care how young he is or whatever, mm -hmm. it's one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, put it in, and he didn't. So at the end of the day, Germany should have had two, at maybe even three goals and should have won this game, 2-1 or 3-1. Very disappointed with, uh, Germans, with, a ger with Germany's ruthlessness in front of goal. Uh, so yeah, I am left disappointed for both teams, 1-1, one, one, I guess. But yeah, very frustrated at the end of the day, man. Very frustrated. I think you're being a little harsh on Germany because going into this match, you had Spain winning it. 
And so for Germany to be put themselves in a position to potentially win the match when they really needed it, I think it deserves a little bit of credit. Disappointing the fact that they couldn't ultimately get that result makes sense. But for them to tie up, especially when the World Cup was on the line for them, bro, if they don't yeah. get that last goal, they're out of this tournament, man. That yeah. to me is crazy. Yeah, I, so, just, I just saw a loose Spain, though. I saw a Spain that that could have easily been broken a second or a third time. Yeah. And so that's why I'm disappointed in Germany. Yeah. yeah it, what's, let me read some comments here because I have a good amount of – a lot of people are commenting on this game, which are like, scroll a little bit more up, producer Red. Keep going, keep going. I want to start from the top. I saw some good ones here. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, right here. <laughs> Jesse Jansen, I think Full Krug will literally have a wet dream tonight. Coming off of the bench and scoring only minutes later to keep Germany Germany alive in the game. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a striker's dream if you're German. Uh, let's see. Pedri, Gavi, Musiala are all class. Great to see them do their thing. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Sané sold at the end. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's just the normal Ferran we see week in and week out at Barca. I agree, dude. I, agree. I, I just don't get Ferran, man. Nah. I don't get him. Where's Ansu Fati in all this? True. Yeah. yeah. Why not yeah. at this point? We also have to mention that Gabi is still inexperienced and he gets caught up in the moment. That, that actually, sure. I actually do agree. Sure. I, I think Gavi makes a lot of wrong decisions at times when he should just think about rotating the go ball, up, keeping up. possession. He, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he forces it. And I think that ultimately is what breaks up Spain's possessive play. Yeah. First of all, before anything, I come humbly asking you guys to give a round of applause to this great game that we witnessed today. Spain versus Germany gave us a lesson in good football today. I actually kind of disagree. <laughs> I think there was poor finishing and poor span or poor, poor game management from Spain. Okay, I could uh, this game could have okay. been a lot okay. better. Okay. I don't know who Fulcrug is, but in only ten minutes on the pitch, he has done much more than Mueller. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was way more impactful. Mueller was a little absent this game around. And he just couldn't get on the ball, man. No, no, no. And that's a, actually that's a good point. Without Fulcrug, who scores for Germany then? True, true. Because yeah, no one else could finish. Yeah, true, true. Um, okay, cool. Awesome, man. Awesome. Mm. That is the match. So now Germany actually has a chance to make it through, they which is crazy. really good. Actually, I think Germany will now go will. through. Yeah, especially with that tie. If they had lost, they would. They might have still had a chance to make it through, which is just wild. But yeah. that's because of the other result that happened in this group this morning. Were any of y'all awake to see that? Because there was something crazy that happened to start off the day. Match day eight. Uh, Japan went up against Costa Rica. Uh, opposite. Costa Rica went up against japan yeah 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 and uh japan lost yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. uh so where do we start with this one because because <laughs> <laughs> yesterday uh debatable football opinions augustine we were talking about potentially the worst team at the world cup with costa rica <laughs> and how you know if they concede eight more goals collectively within the t next two games They'll they'll conceive the most goals ever out of World Cup, right? Oh, right. You know, right. we're talking about you know we're talking about some dire things here, oh, man. Yeah, we were. And Costa Rica, pura vida, come out and they somehow pull out a crazy result and get a one 0 win. Crazy man. What's the read on this match, bro? Uh, Japan botched this. Uh, this is the worst bottle job at this World Cup. Worse than Argentina, Saudi Arabia. Worse than Japan, Germany. Japan with the biggest bottle job so far at this World Cup. And it it started before the first whistle of this game with Moriyasu getting cocky, getting way too confident, changing half of his team, starting 11 saying, look, guys, we're going to win this game no matter what, so let's take this one easy, yeah? 
And what a horrible way to approach this game. Because that first half virtually just wasn't even there for Japan. They didn't even try to attack Costa Rica realistically in that first half. So going into the second half, nil-nil, they're like, okay, now we have 45 minutes to score. But if, if they had approached this game starting your best 11, you would have 90 minutes. Go up early, then take your guys off. But no, they're like, okay, let's let's approach this game as if we're already up 2-3-0. and Because that's how they started, man. No urgency, no, no sense of like, okay, we're the better team. It was just arrogance, pure arrogance for Japan. And I hated it. Because they didn't even really realistically attack Costa Rica. They said, oh, we'll eventually get a goal. And come that 60th, 70th minute, okay, now you start sweating because it's still nil-nil. Then he starts putting it on players like Junya Ito or Takumi Asano. But, it's gonna, it, but at that point, Costa Rica are getting more and more powerful. You're just feeding into their game plan of we're going to defend for our lives and hope this either ends nil-nil or we get something crazy. And that is exactly what ended up happening with Keisher Fuller taking advantage of a sloppy pay from Japan at the back. He gets the ball, goes for like this weird scoop chip shot, nice aim on that far upper hand left uh, corner. And I think Gonda's also out of position for the goalkeeper. Oh, dude, really badly out of position. Really we badly out of position. One of the worst mistakes at the World Cup so far was his positioning. It's terrible, man. It should have been an easy save at the end of the day. And all of a sudden, with 10, 15 minutes left, Costa Rica up 1-0 when this should have just never happened in the first place. And again, by that time, when you need a goal, it's too late, man. It's too late. Japan tried. They get kind of close, but it's really good Costa Rican defending. They literally give their bodies, their hearts, and their lives out to keep it 1-0, and they get the job done. Los Ticos somehow <laughs> get three points at the end of this game, but Japan completely botched this. First CONCACAF team to win at the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Yes, sir. Who would have thought, man? <laughs> Who would have thought, dude? getting three points, and now there's actually a realistic, well, I don't know if realistic, but there's a chance that Costa Rica can make it to the round of 16 if they can somehow find a way to get a result mm -hmm. against Spain. Incredible stuff. I think that just kind of emphasizes what I've been saying about this World Cup. The most unpredictable, unpredictable World Cup I've ever seen, bro, yeah. because going into this match, I thought it was Japan all freaking day, dude. Mm -hmm. And I agree. They bottled it in the sense that the way that they approached the match. Terrible. but. If you're Japanese, dude, like, you got to be frustrated. You oh, got to yeah. be mad, dude. Oh, After yeah. all the work your yep. players put in to beat a really interesting German side and to get this incredible upset, we thought Japan had arrived, man. Yeah. We really did. And the thing is, they probably did, but the person in their way was actually the coach, yes. not even the players. Yes. And that's what's got to be frustrating, man. So let me read some of these comments right here because I saw something. Um, oh, there we go. Go down. Would be interesting to see Japan's dressing room after the loss to Costa Rica Oh, today. man, I'd love to see yeah. that. I wonder if they'd be, like, blaming themselves. Like, who, where are the fingers being pointed? Yeah, then? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because losing to Costa Rica really would have me questioning, like, wh what was our approach Yeah, here? what are we like, doing who here? Who are we trusting in these situations? Yeah. Japan started the game with four bench players. Their manager waited, waited until the 75th minute to make changes. Yes. Yeah. Japan managers should have started with Minamino and Mitoma. Japan lost the game. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Finally, the Red Devils lose to the gods. <laughs> yeah, they choked it. They choked it, man. Choked. They choked it, and now we have Costa Rica with three points, Spain with four points, Germany with one, and Japan with three. three. So four, three, three, one. This group is wide open going to the last match. Yeah, this actually, not in the approach to the game, but how it ended up ending, this gives me mad North Macedonia against Italy vibes. Where Italy 
played a whole game, didn't really attack North Macedonia. North Macedonia got one chance. They got one chance, went up 1-0, and ended up knocking out Italy from World Cup chance. And that's all it takes sometimes is one freaking chance. And Fuller took it for Costa Rica, and my God, did they really need that because comp- they're alive. Costa Rica are literally back from the dead because we buried them. A couple days ago against Italy. <laughs> they we were dead, bro. Them. They were dead. They were dead. <laughs> and now they've been resurrected. And, it, and it's because of, the, because of the Japanese. It's just crazy, man. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And now, now Japan have to beat Spain. If they want to undo this big mistake, they have to beat Spain. And what's crazy is that Germany are now going through because of Japan's botch. Because yeah. Germany's going to beat Costa Rica. They're yeah. not going to make the same mistake. They're going to win... Germany will end with what four points, mm-hmm. and the winner of that Japan Japan Spain game will join Germany, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do think so. God damn, Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Costa Rica with a one hundred percent goal conversion rate. Yeah, every shot they've taken has resulted in a goal so far for them. <laughs> Not crazy. <laughs> they had zero in the first match, and then God they have one this it. next match. That's yeah. incredible, man. Yeah. Incredible. All right, so that rounds out that group. Yeah. Oh, I actually, just to, to finish that, though, I guess technically, Ger- oh, Spain have a big goal difference, though, oh, still. Oh, huge. They have a huge. huge. So actually, if Spain just end with four points, and Germany end with four points, Spain would go through yes. instead. Yes. Yeah, so I it still gets a little interesting, yeah. but yeah, that means Germany needs Spain to get a result against Japan. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they definitely need that. Yeah. Japan gets a win, and things get very, very tricky, yeah, yeah. man. Very yeah. tricky. Unless Germany can just pounce on Pound, Costa Rica. They have to pounce Costa Rica. And do what Spain did. Yeah. Okay, so that was all the games today, no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The pronoun- them pronouncing Japanese names with Spanish tongue is funny, bro. It's for me, pronouncing any name with a Spanish tongue is fucking funny. We were doing the Croatia deep dive. I was saying some weird names. Fucking. Yeah. Kovacic. Sosa. Sosa. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a funny thing. Hey, guys, love the pod. Do you think Spain can hold their own against Japan even after the loss against Costa Rica? I think he means the other way around. Do you think Japan can hold their own against Spain even after today's loss? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It, it, all Japan has to do is like, look, let's just have short-term memory here. Forget the Costa Rica game and do what we did against Germany. If they do that, then Japan can beat Spain 100%. Like 100%, they have a good chance. But what really worries me is that how how are they actually thinking like are they blaming anybody is the coach going to be like look this is my fault guys let's forget about this game i messed this up let's go back to what we were against germany and let's beat spain that's the only way they do this if if the coach takes responsibility yeah man yeah did you see the quote that uh released after beating canada no he mentioned how john herman had said that they would fuck them up oh and he said something like along the lines of like they said they would fuck us up. In the end, we fucked them. Dang. Like and he's holding the man of the match trophy. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, man. Yeah. No good. Because yeah. Croatia can't. They, oh, I, that's actually one thing I did want to say, though. I forgot to say this. One thing that I loved about Croatia's performance is they went down 1-0, but they actually adapted. Yes. And they And they actually grew into the game and imposed their style of play on their opponent. Whereas we've seen the Netherlands. We've seen Denmark. Uh, we've seen England against the USA not be able to adapt to their opponents. Yeah, this might be the first team that conceded a goal and then completely dominated afterwards. Yeah. Because even Saudi Arabia, they, they needed some magic. They needed some magic, right. I don't know if they dominated, but yeah. they, they played very well. Yeah. But Croatia completely took over, and that yes. says a lot to me. Exactly. Especially on a stage this big because yeah. 
you could have been down one nil, and suddenly you're just you start getting in your head. Mm. You're just, fuck, dude. We have we haven't gotten we've only gotten one point out of two games. Yeah. Canada's pouncing on us. Things are looking shaky, but nah, man. Immediately they just started choking, choking, choking Canada slowly and surely. They got the results. So yeah. props to them. All right, well, let's move on to the next part of the 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 segment, which is always the match ratings. Mm-hmm. What do we think about today's games? On a scale of one to ten, let's rate these games based off of entertainment, based off of quality, based off of atmosphere, just everything that comes around a World Cup match. Let's rate them. First match of the day was Japan Costa Rica. You said you rated just a straight seven. Yeah, and it's only because of the the goal from Fuller and how ridiculous it ended up being. One shot, one goal for Costa Rica this entire tournament. It's a seven. Without that, though, this is like a six point two. Yeah, it's a really yeah. bad game, honestly. Yeah. Not much really happened, honestly. And even Japan's chances weren't that dangerous either. Not really. Yeah, I think the chat agrees. I'm seeing fours. Yeah, it's sixes, a bad. Yeah, really, really fives. Bad yeah. If anything, it's six out of ten. I think is the I'd average say, for the chat. I'd, I'd say chat. Six, yeah, six something. Yeah. Let's do six. All right. Next one is Belgium Morocco. I thought this one was fun seeing all the Moroccan fans in attendance. I think atmosphere was really, really mm. good for this one. Mm. Um, quality on the pitch was interesting for good parts. I mean, Belgium didn't show any, Mm-mm. but Morocco game plan wise was fun to see how they would approach it. Yeah. And then ultimately how they managed to get their goals through set pieces and then through a really fun counterattack with Hakim Ziyech getting the second goal. I think Morocco versus Belgium is, yeah, a nine, seven, eight. Okay. I think that's an average of like an eight. Yeah. I think that game was an eight, eight out of 10. Moroccan fans are crazy. I completely agree. Simone completely. All right, third match of the day, Croatia versus Canada, man. Mm-hmm. Five goals in this match with yeah. Canada getting the first goal. What did you guys think about this one, man? What did you guys think about this one? Because, yeah, we, we, saw, a, uh, we saw a really interesting game plan play out in this one. Yeah. I, I thought this one was straightforward at the end of the day. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. If, it, if the intensity for Canada had lasted longer, I'd give this a higher score, but... I'd say like I don't know mid seven maybe even true a little, like, yeah if Canada could have kept it even just one one for like, longer yeah because yeah. yeah, immediately once Croatia got that second goal you just felt, over you felt it man yeah you felt it six point five seven seven point five six being biased <laughs> yeah. yeah I think that was like a seven yeah. six because it was one sided I agree I agree, I agree. okay I agree. And then the last match of the day, Spain versus Germany. This will be interesting because you said yourself you didn't think it was that great of a match, no? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I did. I really don't think it was that good of a match. I just thought I thought the taxes were fr- – not, not the taxes. The quality was a little frustrating for me as far as whether it was finishing or the, the passing, the possession, the, the, the game management. I thought it, was, it wasn't there for me. Right, I think it was a, lo- a little better than that. Just entertainment-wise, I thought the atmosphere was there. It was fun to see. Yeah, there was. And two big names – it's tough. Usually they don't deliver like that. Usually it's a, a, a bigger stalemate. But for me, even though the quality was a little less than what we expected, we ultimately saw two goals and we saw some moments of quality with, you know, Musiala's dribbling or, or uh, who else was dominating? There were cool moments. There were, cool moments. There were really yeah. cool moments. There were cool moments. But all right, here we go. Fair six. I give a nine at least. <laughs> 7.5. Seven. The game didn't develop as expected. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 6.5. 7.5. A five? Damn, this one's all over the place, man. Yeah, yeah I think this one comes to like... What, what, yeah, your own preference. <laughs> yeah, your like own what, preference. What, what, what do you truly enjoy? Yeah. I guess so. I guess a seven, 7.5 is going to be the average here. Same, meaning that the best game of the day goes to Belgium versus Morocco. Yeah. I think clear cut. I think that's clear cut then for clear me. Clear cut. Yeah. Best match of the day, Belgium-Morocco. Awesome, man. So let's preview tomorrow's games, yes. dude. Match day nine at this point. Let's go. Let's go. Match day nine. The last day where we will have four games um, separate from each other, right? 
from here on out, they'll either be, be happening at the same time or it'll only be two matches or one match because it'll be knockout stages. So to start, Cameroon versus Serbia. And Producer Red is already working on that pull for y'all. Cameroon versus Serbia. Who wins this one and who comes out on top? You go first for this one. Uh, man. Maybe a draw. Honestly, I'm going Cameroon. <laughs> I'm going to go Cameroon. Yeah. I, th I think, honestly, either team could win it. So that's why I kind of said draw. But I'll be rooting for Cameroon personally. Yeah. yeah. I'm going straight Serbia. Okay. Straight Serbia. Yeah. I think people are uh, getting a little carried away with what happened against this really strong Brazilian team. Mm -hmm. I think the Serbian squad, they, I do put that, this pressure on them. They have to show out. This is, yeah. this is their opportunity. This is a game they have to win with Switzerland beating Cameroon 1-0. Yeah. Serbia has to win this match. If they don't, their World Cup dreams are essentially over. So, yeah. I expect Serbia to show out and yeah. to beat this team that I do think is weaker than them. So it'll be a fun match. If you think Cameroon's happening and I think Serbia's happening, then you never know with this World Cup, bro. We'll see what <laughs> <True>. happens. <laughs> the poll says 93 votes are in. Serbia, 61%. Cameroon, 25%. Draw, 13%. I agree with that, folks. I agree with that. Draw with lots of fouls. <laughs> I, I yeah. see that. I, yeah. really, I see a really, not tight, but like chippy game, honestly. Yeah. Next match after that will be South Korea against Ghana. This one's interesting based off of the initial performances from both these teams. Yeah. At first, I wouldn't think this match would be that crazy. But now, South Korea got a really, really respectable result against Uruguay, 0-0. Yeah. And Ghana, at the same time, nearly tied Portugal. So I'm interested to see what happens here and if either one of these teams can get a victory because they will then be able to play a role into kind of fiddling and uh, mm. playing spoilers to the two bigger teams in this group. Yeah. This is going to be a huge game because if either team can get three points, they'll set themselves up to have a good chance to go through. I think a loss here would hurt whoever ends up losing. So this is a really, really big game. I, I, I don't know. I really, they both played so well in their openers. I could see, I, I genuinely, I could see either team winning it. <sighs> Maybe I'd want Korea to win. I think, and I, 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 I genuinely think either team can win it. I'll be rooting for Korea. I'll, okay. I'm going Korea. All right, all yeah. right. I'm, I'm going opposite here. I'm going Ghana on this one. I want to see them be able to make something of that valiant effort they had against Portugal. No. Maybe you know some people thinking they got robbed with that penalty call. Mm -hmm. I would love to see them get a big result here and just have a really good moment at the World Cup. Black stars will take it easy. Asians usually tend to struggle against. BBCs. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got to read some of these before I read them out, man. Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> South Korea won. Ghana won. Ghana can do it. Huming Sun will show up and show why he's class. There's got to be one Huming Sun like game. And that, that's why I think they'll have a slightly better chance because I, I think Sun needs a moment in this tournament and this is the perfect time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it will be a balanced game, but Ghana wins. Cool. I, I like how back and forth this one could be. The poll says Ghana 47%, South Korea 38%. Okay. And then a that's draw, actually pretty tight. Draw 15%. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a tight one. Next match after that is Brazil versus Switzerland. Ooh, uh, God damn it, dude. I get so hyped just looking forward to these Brazilian mm -hmm. games, man. Yeah, me too. Brazilians are going to be in attendance. It's always such a vibe. That samba is there. And they'll be facing off against the Swiss side man. that just got a big victory against Cameroon, 1-0. Yeah. On the other hand, Brazil has some concerns here with uh, Neymar. Yeah. Neymar getting injured and basically being out of the group stage. Interested to see just how do they, how do they adapt? to yeah. not having him yeah, yeah because honestly without world cup qualification 
I feel like he played most games. Oh, so yeah. we really haven't seen like a Brazilian side without Neymar. Who comes into that position? Do they go a little bit more defensive then? Or do they remain as attack-minded? I'll be interested yeah. to see that. Um, but all in all, I have Brazil winning this match based off of everything I've said in the past. I do think Brazil will defeat Switzerland. I'm saying 2-0, maybe even 3-0. Yeah. No, I'm really excited for this game because this will really tell me a lot as far as Brazil's tactics, how they're going to approach this offensively without Neymar, but also just their collectivity, right? They had a really good win against Serbia. I think Serbia were a little scared, though. I really do think so, and I think that played into it. Just played into Brazil's hands. Brazil love a team that fears them, man. Oh yeah, because they're going to oh, take yeah. they're going to take complete advantage of that. That's what they've been doing since they were playing on the streets since they were five <laughs> years old. Yeah. If you're a little scared, they're going to start megging you <laughs> and really embarrass you, bro. Yeah. It's in their blood. So Serbia really played into Brazil's hands. So I'm really really interested to see how Switzerland play, because I think Switzerland can come out here and play a very very aggressive game. If they do that, I think it'll be a lot tighter than most people think. But they actually could take, they could take the Serbia approach and be like, shit, uh, we're not as good, so we're just going to play very defensive. And then from there, Brazil will win 2-3. No, I would love to see a Swiss-Brazil game where it's like actually really tight and like yeah. Switzerland has like a good amount of chances because yeah. I want to see Brazil get tested. I really Same. do. I, so, yeah. I would love to make sure that they get tested at least once before going to the knockout stages. Otherwise, I'd almost be a little anxious about that. Like, yeah. Let me just see Brazil struggle a little bit. But the comments are going with Brazil, 80%. I'm looking at the poll producer. Sorry about that. Switzerland, 13%. Draw, 8%. I think we got a big Brazilian uh, support here. Brazil, 4. Switzerland, 0. Samba team wins here. 1-0 Switzerland. Late goal. After that Neymar scare. Hot take. Switzerland might win without Neymar. Brazil might struggle. Okay. Yeah, I, I, love I, it. I think love there's it. a lot to find out in this I game. Yeah, I really do think yeah. so. So I'm, I'm really excited for this one, man. Really, yeah, really be excited. A good one. Yeah. This will be a good one. And lastly, the last game of the day will be Portugal versus Uruguay, man. What a headliner. Mm. Headliner. Last match. Uh, both these teams were expected to com come out on top in this group. But now it's a little tighter than before. Portugal was able to get that victory, but not completely convincing with yeah. how they were you know, fighting with Ghana. And Uruguay tied South Korea. Yeah. So... Same with Brazil. I think there's a lot to find out here between both these squads, two big countries going up against each other. And I haven't decided who's going to win for, who's going to win this match or what's going to happen. So I'm going to let you go first. I, I'm going to go Portugal. I think they have a really good knack at creating really open chances. Obviously this Uruguay backline is really good. I think Golvin had a really good game uh, in their first round, but I just think Portugal will find those openings. They'll get those big chances and I think they will finish them. Whereas for Uruguay, I, I needed to see a little bit more offensively. And maybe we see that in this game. Because it's notorious that Portugal's defense gets a little lackadaisical at times. Mm -hmm. So if Uruguay can take advantage of that, I could see this being like a draw, maybe like a 1-1, a 2-2. Uh, we'll see. It might be a high scoring just like that Ghana game. So I'm going to go Portugal, but I think Uruguay have a good chance here to get something out of this. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to say if Rafael Leal starts... I think Portugal gets the win. Yeah I, yeah. I think he'll be a difference maker in this match if he gets the start. If not, then I think Uruguay will keep it close and they might even get the upset here. Yeah, you yeah. know, I would love to see that. But for now, I'll go Portugal if Laos starts. Poll says Portugal 45%, Uruguay 32%, draw 22%. I love that. That's, That's tight. so tight. That's tight. It's very tight. Portugal will find those openings. Revenge from 2018. That's true because Uruguay beat uh, ah. Portugal in the round of 16. Portugal will win most likely. Uruguay looked terrible in their first match. They did. Mm. I really did not like how Uruguay played. 
Portugal three, Uruguay two, Valverde hat trick perhaps. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I think we got a super chat here. Let me see what that super chat said. Angel Bautista, good to see you again, brother. Which youngsters have impressed the most? <sighs> Comments, let me hear it. Which youngster has impressed the most? Um, I thought Musiala today was great, so that's an easy one. Yeah. But let me think a little bit more about which ones have stood out. Yunus Musa has been great this World Cup. Yeah. He He's been great. He's been really, yeah. really good. But true, true youngster, I mean, it, it's it's. That's a little tough because if Spain had a good game today, I would have said probably Gavi. Yeah. But since Spain, I thought their midfield struggled today, it's hard for me to say that, even though he had a phenomenal game, but it was against Costa Rica. And then for Musiala, I thought Musiala had an average game against Japan, but he had a really yeah. good game today. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of the youngsters have been slightly inconsistent. You could say the same thing about Jude Bellingham. was amazing against Iran and got subbed off in the 60th against the USA. So... I think all of the big youngsters that showed up in one game, I thought had average games in their second one. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. So for me, it's really hard to say, pick a standout youngster right now. It's tough. Kevin Alvarez? I'm seeing shouts for Gakpo, Gavardiol. Gavardiol. Hasn't conceded a goal. He's been really sound at the back. Oh, he did concede a goal today. My fault. Gakpo. Gagpo is getting some shouts here. Actually, that might be the one. Actually, yeah, because been great both games. if you think about like impact, it's be you already said it. It's because of Gagpo that the Netherlands have scored solely Gagpo. So actually, yeah, if we're going youngsters impact-wise, Gagpo by far. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. The Hitman asks, do you think Morocco will win their group? Ooh, I'll take, I'll take this one on first. I think that uh, – I actually think they will. I think they will. I think what they did today was truly special for them. And now they face off against a Canada team that is defeated, dude. Yeah. Is defeated emotionally. Now they don't have anything truly to play for outside of pride. Yeah. And they're in the that's something I want to talk about too. I think Canada got the toughest schedule. The toughest schedule. They faced off against a Belgian side first where going into the match weren't as down on themselves as they were in any other match. Right, because they were they didn't truly know what they were. Yeah, and then they face a Croatian team who needed that first game to to kind of get settled into the Just World Cup, going. and now got going in the second match, which was against Canada. And in the third game, they face off against a Moroccan side that is coming off of an incredible victory <laughs> over Belgium. Damn. So Canada got a tough draw in that sense. Oh yeah. But still, I think because of that, Morocco will top the group and will. I mean, completely prove me wrong because I had them getting last in this group. Four months ago. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So props to them. Uh, do you think they'll get top? Uh, I'm going to go Croatia just because I think they have a slightly better goal difference right now. Uh, and I think Croatia will be Belgium. Uh, and, yeah, I'm just really curious to see what Canada does. In it. Like, do they just say, let's just play a different formation, keep it tight so we don't do have another embarrassing loss? Kind of like Costa Rica did, right? I wonder, because what if Canada just say, let's just play a 4-4-2 Let's not risk it anymore. Let's try and get like a 1-0 win or a 1-1 draw. Keep it respectful. And if that happens, then I think Croatia would actually finish on top. I'm, I, I think it just depends on Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What team will blow it up after this World Cup? I think Mexico. I think Belgium. Oh, dude. I yes. I think um, who else is struggling right now? Mm. Struggling, but it could actually have like the tools to turn it around. Those are two good ones to... I don't think we know which one, which ones yet. Yeah. yeah, I think just those two for now. Yeah, yeah. Canada won't blow it up. I don't think they will. 
No, they just have yeah. to just have to yeah. stay positive and think about what went wrong and then see where they can improve. But uh, they have a lot to go off of to build on, though. Yes. So they don't have to blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be so drastic. Yeah if, yeah, if anything, they'll just prepare for 2026. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Their coach smoking too much legal ganja. <laughs> uh, I will take a few more questions here, guys, before we go. We're a little earlier here. We're only like 50 minutes into the, the stream this time around. Mm -hmm. So we'll take a few more questions here, guys. Send in your questions. We'd love to answer some of these. Regragi subs were both were elite, both Sabiri and... Oh, shoot. It scrolled. I didn't see it. Uh, Regragi subs were elite. I guess Sabiri and Abu Kalal, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Got yeah. in to score the two goals for Morocco. Mm. Dang. Actually, yeah that's, yeah. that's very, very efficient. Yeah. Croatia will lose to Belgium, says the hitman. All right. Yeah, maybe. 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 If Belgium, Belgium still has a chance. If, I mean, if De Bruyne says, screw it, I'm going to play my best game and Lukaku starts, then yeah. they And they, they might. Yeah, they might. What stage of grief, uh, grief are you in, Reynoso? Hey, thank you, for, thank you for asking, brother. Truly. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of saying like how a lot of Mexican fans are feeling where like we kind of knew this would happen. And yes, I was very hopeful. Very, very hopeful going up until that 60th minute against Argentina. But to concede a goal to Leo Messi in that fashion mm. almost makes it hurt a little less than if we were to have been robbed or if we were to have been just dominated, you know? Losing that way and losing knowing that, you know, the coach we have is very bad and that the players that we had at hand just weren't that convincing. Yeah, uh, It hurts, but it doesn't hurt that much. Yeah. It's kind of where I stand on it. So I'm having a good day. I am recuperating myself. I still feel a little bit of a sting. Even when I watch these games, I'm just a little like less motivated in that sense. I'm just like, damn, my team isn't in this anymore. Oh. Although they technically are. But I think I've just lost a little bit of that, that uh, excitement when it comes to Mexico specifically. Let me see some other questions here. You forgot Iran before. They only need a draw to go in. Yeah. No, they do. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. USA beats Iran from Carlos Prado. I think this game is going to actually be really tough. Uh, Iran are highly motivated. They know they can now play. If they do the same thing they did against Wales, it's going to be tight. I don't think Iran will dominate the same way they did against Wales, though, because the USA know how good they are. They've had two very good performances, uh, especially that first half against Wales and the whole game against England. I thought they were really, really good. They know how good they are. And again, I, I think Burhalter has set this team up to succeed, to not concede too many goals. They don't commit too many players going forward, but the players they do commit are high quality, man. Way is having a really good tournament. Pulisic is having a really good tournament. So I think there's a lot to go off of for the U.S. Obviously biased because I'm a USA fan. I'm going USA, man. I think the USA can win this game, though, but Iran can too. But yeah. I think the USA have the slightly better team. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm gonna be rooting for y'all, man. For real, <laughs> I'll be rooting for y'all. Just man. like yeah, it's my neighbors, you know. At the end of the day, my team. Doesn't have much of a chance. And I think this USA team is probably one of the most likable ones. Yeah, that's that too. Well, so, do you, okay, let me see. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Ooh, okay, we got some good questions. Okay. Are you Croatian? Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Okay, okay. No, no, no. But I've always been a fan of Croatia, like uh, like their jerseys and stuff like that. And now that, they, now that they've actually had a good team over the last like six years, it's fun to enjoy their football yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you're like Pulisic almost, like you were born <laughs> in Croatia. Uh, what time do your broadcast start? I'm new to the channel. When it comes to live uh, reactions, we try to go on 30 minutes after the last match of the day. Um, if not at most 45 minutes after, so, or a little earlier, a little too. earlier too. Yeah. 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 Um, what else do we have? Uh, oh, uh, 
keep going. Uh, which player is wasting their World Cup? I would say every single Belgian player. I really do mean that because even though they are washed, they still could have competed. They still would have had a good, they still have a good chance to get out of this group. So I feel like every single Belgian player is wasting this World Cup because, I mean, this team's done after this. They're going to break this up. Martinez, no way he keeps this job if they don't get out of this group. Even if they do get out and lose in the round of 16, Martinez is done, man. This has been a horrible display for Belgium. So I say every single player. This could have been ha- Hazard's swan song. You know, yeah. De Bruyne is still in his prime physically, so he could have had a good tournament. It's just really disappointing. Uh, other ones, let's see. Uh, who's wasting this? I know, wasting, wasting. It's, that's That's harsh. I was thinking, uh, not wasting, but a player that I wish had showed out a little bit more is Alexis Vega, because he is in a point of his career where he could transition to Europe now. And I thought the World Cup might have worked as like a pedestal for him to just go off yeah. and then get seen by big clubs. But you know, with the way the Mexico team is shaped, he just hasn't been able to thrive truly. Yeah. And so I don't think he's wasted it, but I just don't think he was able to maximize it the way that I was hoping he would. Mm. Yeah. Um. Super chat from the Hitman. Mexican Mexico will sneak into the round of sixteen. I mean, bro, I would love that. And I've been daydreaming about the idea of like, what if, what if we just get like three goals in the first half? Like, we just go off. Ah, we just go yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, three yeah. goals in the first half, first half against Saudi Arabia, and suddenly we're just suddenly we're back in it. Yeah. Suddenly we're looking at that Argentina Poland game, thinking, man, if Argentina can just beat up Poland, we might have a chance here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've been thinking that way too, but I it's tough. It's tough to root for that when we haven't scored a single goal at the World ah, Cup yet. It, yeah. <sighs> it's not because Belgian players are washed. Morocco is a great team and hard to play against. Nah, Belgians are washed, man. Yeah, I'm I think, sorry. I think Belgians, the Belgians. Yeah. Are washed. As a team. As a team. As a team. At the club level, they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Can Switzerland be a dark horse this World Cup? I'm, I'm going to find out tomorrow. I think tomorrow, like, like I said, I'm really hyped for tomorrow's Swiss-Brazil game because that's, I, I already said it. It's going to say a lot about both teams. Yeah. If Switzerland show up tomorrow, I do think, yes, they're, they're going to be a dark horse. Yeah. Producer Red, can you block the debatable football opinions? I think that dude's been spamming, bro. I don't want to <laughs> see him. That man came to my household, watched the game with us, and walked away with a victory, man. That Argentine yeah. piece of man. This guy, <laughs> this guy robbed a victory out of my household, yeah, man. man. Block yeah. his ass, dude. I want to see him again, man. Have you <laughs> have you noticed a new James Rodriguez, or has no one truly broken out yet? I was thinking about this, dude. I feel like Cody Gakpo is on that little bit of that Hamas Rodriguez type of ride. Yeah. Yeah. Just having the tournament of his life. He is the sole reason for why the Netherlands have been able to score goals. Yeah. If he continues doing it, I think he might be the James Rodriguez nominee here. Absolutely. And considering they play Qatar last, Gakpo could add another goal or two to his tally for the Netherlands. And that's just the group stage. So, yeah, absolutely. I say Gakpo from like an MVP impact performance. He's on that trajectory. Yeah, Yeah. I I agree. That's a good one. (laughs) Shouldn't have poked the bear right now. So. Bro, I fought that motherfucker, bro. I was going, I was trying to fight him, and the bear just growled me and just yeah. fucking took advantage. Uh. That, that bear fucked me up, man. Yeah. Fuck me up. Yeah, Qatar's World Cup experience? Question mark. Uh, man, I've been loving this cycle of watching these games, tuning into the pod after, and doing it all again tomorrow, man. Oh. You guys are the best. Thank, thank you, man. Thank you, dude. Thank you. We really are just trying to provide some sort of post-game yeah. analysis because there truly isn't really any, dude. Not At least, really, like, man. not on the internet. When you watch Fox or Telemundo, like. They'll do a quick 10, 15-minute recap, and then yeah. they, they, they fucking peace out, man. Yeah. They peace out. So appreciate that, man. Can Australia surprise this underwhelming Denmark team? 
they absolutely can. Uh, I don't think it'll be easy. They're going to have to rely on singular chances just like they did in their last game with maybe like a Duke worldly once again. But considering it worked against Tunisia and considering how stout their defense is, I think, yeah, Denmark struggle have struggled to get any sort of offensive possession or offensive chances and creativity going. So if Australia can frustrate Denmark, they'll keep it tight. And all they'll need is like a set piece or something. So I think Australia can surprise. Whether they do it or not, that's a different question. Yeah. That, that's going to be tough. But they can do it. <laughs> Saltero seems so tired, man. Let the guy get some rest. Oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted, brother. I've been do we've been doing this yeah. for, what, two straight two, months now? I think now? it's two months, man. With two straight dives, months, brother. Deep dives. But, but you know what's keeping me alive, though? These World Cup games, man. Every time I wake up at 3 a.m. for these games to, like, like wake myself up and then actually get up and watch that 4 a.m. game. The only thing that's keeping me awake is the fact that I know I'm going to watch an amazing game. Yeah. And it's, it, it's it, honestly, I, I, I'm happy. Like if this could just go on for as long as it could, yeah, I'd be a little tired, but I'm having so much fun watching these games, man. Yeah. And I don't want to miss a single second because it's not going to be for another three and a half years until we get our next Dude, world cup. That's, that's the thing. There's that's so the much thing. weight on these games. There's so much now. weight on these games, man. And we were talking about how like a lot of that, exhaustion comes from like emotional investment in mm -hmm. these matches dude mm -hmm. i'm watching i'm watching tunisia yeah. lose out to australia and i'm hurt i'm feeling that pain for them bro because yeah. we did the deep dives and now i know about the actual team now i care yeah. and same for because australia while i'm feeling all that depression i'm feeling happy for australians all over the world man <laughs> they're all excited experiencing yeah. this beautiful victory and that happens for every single game i'm so invested and it's great but, bro, my emotions are all over the place, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired emotionally. And we were talking about how this is only the second round of the group stage. Oh, yeah. We're not even, we haven't even gotten to the nitty-gritty, brother. Uh -uh. We haven't uh -uh. even gotten there. Nah. Carlos Prado, Vertogen. Vertogen. I can't say his name. Vertongen. Vertongen, We yeah. probably attacked badly, too, because we are too old, right? Belgium's locker room, definitely broken. Oh, dude. Broken, yeah. man. And the fact that Roberto Martinez is still there, too. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, that surprises me, man. That yeah. really does after what happened. Uh, four years ago imagine the fucking quarters bro dude i was thinking oh that, dude, dude i can't i, I was can't that. imagine it yet <laughs> it's crazy yeah man yeah need a therapist might need a therapist after this world cup not gonna <laughs> lie dude honestly and so I, I saw someone comment about like the withdrawals they're gonna feel after the world cup's done man oh yeah there, nothing will ever live up to it man i'm gonna have to go back to leave guy and mex games after this bro yeah. it's gonna be painful dude all right man i think we'll end it there because yeah we need, yeah we need to call it early Call it short, watch a movie or something. Mm -hmm. Last night we saw Jumanji. Jumanji. That movie, yeah, that movie was banging. The OG one. The, the OG one in Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Great movie. Go watch that movie, man. There's a lot of depth in that movie. You guys will be surprised by it, bro. <laughs> You'll be surprised. Great movie. And uh, maybe we'll watch something tonight, bro. Man, we're throwing out Sephora. Let's keep that board game train going. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys soon. And peace. Peace, guys. Peace.